Welcome to another edition of the Bravada at Odds podcast. I'm your host, Seth Everett. The head odds maker at bravadasportsbook.com is our friend Patrick Morrow. And Patrick is back homebound. They've uh, grounded him for a while. Uh, no penalties here, but uh, nonetheless, you are going to be in your in your home just, just working, not partying like you have been the last couple of weeks. Hey, listen, uh, there was no partying at all going on. Did those those photos that you saw, Seth, those were fake news. They were doctored. That was Russian disinformation. And I categorically deny anything and everything that may be out there. But otherwise, yes, I suppose good to be back in Canada. Yeah. And you've been uh, you, you've been uh, predicting all the, the elections, by the way. They're going to call you the new 538. Yeah, well, listen, it's uh, it's it's midterm season. It doesn't it's not as sexy as the presidential elections. But, uh, you know, we, we do have this stuff up uh, on the site of Pavada. And, uh, you know, I've said this many million times, but going back to 2000, when I came home from school one day and we didn't know who the president was after the election, I've just been completely taken in by the whole scene. And then it just it, it, it logically follows that given my career and what I'm into that political wagering would be where I'd go with it. So yeah, we are, we're following the elections in Australia. We're following the uh, primary season in the U S Pennsylvania, I think is going for Dr. Oz. (laughs) He got the Trump endorsement that worked out. Trump endorsement hasn't worked for a lot of candidates so far this primary season. It's been a wonky one, but all this is part of the March to November as the Democrats try and retain the house. The Republicans look to make some moves there again, not as sexy as 2024, but uh, we got it out there. And I always, I always tell people this, Seth, whether you're hitting, you know, a five team parlay on an NFL Sunday or predicting the winner of the Republican primary in Pennsylvania, money's money. (laughs) Yes, indeed it does. As far as the sports world is concerned, I know the last couple of episodes have been a lot of, basketball and hockey, but they are getting to their crown jewels. I mean, the NBA finals are set to begin uh, the uh, NHL's in the conference finals. I know we have the French open, which we can touch on later, but let's start with that NBA. Uh, they went to the game seven uh, with the Celtics and heat. The Celtics win on the road. Um, strange series. I mean, you had three games that were decided by 20 or more points. I think the road team has been pretty Im- impressive. So home court advantage doesn't seem to mean a lot. And then they go up to against a, a Golden State team that's been idle for a, a bunch of days. Uh, so you're either going to have real fresh legs. We're going to talk about this with hockey too. You're either going to have real fresh legs or you're going to be rusty. And uh, it's it, it all impacts how you prognosticate the Celtics and the Warriors. Weird matchup. Yeah, super weird matchup. Uh, I think uh, Golden State had a, a very topsy-turvy kind of season in terms of staying healthy, trying to figure out, uh, you know, are they for real? Is this, uh, I don't want to say your father's Golden State Warriors, but maybe my slightly older brother's Golden State Warriors of the last three to five years where, you know, they were dominating the league, uh, you know, in the finals every year, if not every other year. And it looks like they've regained a lot of that form, Seth. Uh, Heading into the finals against the Celtics, they are the minus 150 favorite. So we're expecting a tight one at Bavada. But uh, yeah, you can't say enough good thing about this Boston Celtics team, how well they played on the road. You know, Brad Stevens making that transition from coaching to the front office where he's been able to, uh, you know, have his hands a little bit more on the day to day and not necessarily be on the court. You know, definitely getting that higher up view of what's happening and uh, incredible season for both these teams. And God, looking at the liability board, the fact that Golden State uh, was as kind of was as inconsistent as they were throughout the year, uh, we're staring at a pretty big loss on these, not just Golden State, but on the Celtics. Celtics would be preferable for us, but uh, hopefully, hopefully, Seth, this series goes distance because the longer it goes, 
the better chance we have clawing into some of these liabilities with the props, the exotics, the game lines, uh, the in-game stuff. Uh, so Bavada needs a little bit of help here. We need these games to go at least six, uh, hopefully seven. Well, you know, the, the question, I, I, I guess, a lot of people that I've heard from and read, you know, again, I'm, I'm just a casual NBA fan, and I've, I've made no secret about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the argument that I've always had with regard to this uh, NBA, um, when you see these teams, Boston, when they win, they are clicking. I mean, Marcus mm-hmm. Smart is brilliant, but he's not 100%. Uh, people talk about Jason Tatum like, you know, he's the second coming and he is. He's great, but he has been inconsistent and defense is key in on Tatum and they don't know how to respond. When you talk about the Warriors, it is literally just about this consistency that they have just been good. And if you watch their series against Memphis, they look like champions. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the Warriors uh, definitely look like uh you know, the team that has been the cream of the crop of the last five years of the NBA. Uh, the, the biggest question with them was always going to be health coming into these finals. And they look really, really good. Um, you know, th- this Celtics team, uh, you know, and really this is an interesting finals because I think with both teams, uh, if you try to rely on, you know, efficiency ratings or power ratings, basically there's some of their parts of the entire season. You're getting a completely incomplete picture. Uh, completely incomplete. Don't do that too often. That's yeah. perilously close to a double negative, but that's okay. Uh, but you you are getting an incomplete picture with both these teams if you're looking at what the regular season output was, even some of their playoff output. And I think that's where the NBA can be very difficult for us as odds makers to try and handicap and where players can really have a little bit more success in finding those inefficiencies. Uh, I think the marketplace is correct where it is now. The Golden State Warriors are the better team. They do have the home court advantage in this one. But uh, this is very interesting to me, Seth, in that, uh, you know, off the top of my head, I cannot recall going into the game one, going into game one of the NBA Finals, where the series price was as short as it is. Again, Golden State only a minus 150 favorite. What I'm hoping for in that is, like I've said before, I hope it goes long, but I'm hoping we get a few less blowouts than we had in those conference finals and even the rounds that uh, preceded it, because that has been really tough for the NBA. Some of these fourth quarters have been unwatchable, but uh, I'm hoping, hoping, hoping you have two really good front offices, two really good head coaches, great players out there. I'm fascinated by the very short price. We always talk about, Seth, how big the odds are in NBA games comparatively to NHL, comparatively to MLB. To see something as tight as it is, uh, I really do hope that it matches that hype, matches that expectation, because if so, we are in for a really, really good one. All right, so the uh, the hoops starts very soon. If you're listening to this podcast as it's downloaded, um, you can go to the Bavada website for everything on the NBA Finals, and then we won't be talking basketball until the draft, which is in like, what, 10 minutes? Uh, after uh, everything the nhl is a little bit further behind that's because they had their olympic break um even though they didn't play in the olympics they used it to make up covid games uh so they're still just in the conference finals as this stage and they are both just getting underway this week uh so we can't do game one predictions because the podcast has come out uh and game ones have already happened but you have best of sevens. You have the uh, Western Conference, you have the Edmonton Oilers, the Pride of Canada, up against the Colorado Avalanche, the artists formerly known as the Quebec Nordiques. And then you have in the East the stinking 
Tampa Bay Lightning against the stinking New York Rangers. And uh, I just want both teams to uh, you know break all their ankles and not be able to finish the series. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh uh, i'm just kidding what, what, what? i I was, I was just thinking uh as you were uh giving that excellent intro or segue into the uh, nhl conference finals that got a little bit dark uh towards the end uh i right, i don't even know who get get get, tick, tick, get taken over <laughs> i don't even know who won the beijing men's ice hockey olympics uh the gold medal that's when they didn't send the nhl players and we were robbed of that again and as a Canadian, I just thought, God, give me our best players all playing together in the same jersey. Not this World Hockey Championship that they play uh, every spring, late summer with the players that are eliminated from playoffs. Uh, uh, all right, we'll bemoan that again, and we will move on to the NHL Conference Finals, where, yeah, we have the Oilers, the Avalanche, the Rangers, the Lightning. Yeah, you know, looking to the Eastern Conference, uh, no love lost, uh, Seth, with me either and those two teams out there. Although that's the Benajad guy, you you got to admit you you quite like him though, right, Seth? Uh, no, 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 <laughs> no. Oh, I must have got that wrong. Okay. <laughs> yeah, weasel. I think weasel. Is, he's a weasel. Yeah, we, weasel. That's how you refer to There's him. Yeah. No other way to describe him. He's a weasel. <laughs> oh man. Um. Yeah. So at the time of this recording, uh, Colorado and Tampa Bay are sorry. Colorado and uh, Edmonton are already underway. Uh, a matchup of two of the best players today in this game in Nathan McKinnon and Connor McDavid, uh, two of your con Smythe co-favorites and that game one over under Seth closed at seven. This series is expecting goals and a ton of it uh, on paper. The avalanche have been the best team, not just on paper uh, in the results. This avalanche team has been the best team all year at with our Bavada ratings, NHL standings everywhere. You look at them. And you got to think if they're going to take that next step, they are really, really well poised to do it uh, in this upcoming series and the rest of the way. Uh, it, it, and candidly, looking at our liabilities board at Bavada, we would love them to do that. The Edmonton Oilers are the only liability we have remaining on the board. Colorado is our best result. Rangers, Tampa, you know, we'll hold our nose for a second about those respective teams, but they are financially good for us at Bavada. So, uh, but what else can you say about these playoffs, Seth? Uh, they've absolutely delivered. We had uh, another Game 7 just wrap up the other night. Uh, it has been fantastic so far. And it's interesting. We just talked about how tight that NBA uh, Finals series price was. It is weird to see these NHL series prices to be a little bit higher. Colorado closed uh, as a minus 280 favorite. And looking ahead to uh, Rangers and Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, just an ever so slight favorite in this one, about minus 160 or so. So less than those NBA, uh, than that NBA uh, final series price. Uh, so need to see the NHL kind of stand out a little bit and have the best teams flex. But again, we're expecting tight games. We're expecting end-to-end action. And we're expecting insane amount of bettings at Pavada. Now, I know that the audience for the NBA series is exponentially bigger than the NHL series. And you know, the, we're not here just to say the NHL playoffs have been better than the NBA playoffs. That, that's not the point. But NBA radio. Listen to this. I, I saw this on Twitter. Sirius XM NBA radio. were hosting a show during the in between games six and seven of the Heat Celtics series talking about how bad the NBA playoffs have been. So NBA radio is doing it. It's, it's not it's not just you or I. OK, I, I, I don't want to be stigma i'm not biased against the nba but have numbers coincided with that you know are are more people betting on basketball than hockey by a two-to-one margin 
Is it a three to one margin? What's I mean, the, the interest level? Because again, I'm not trying to sit here and start talking. This is not a campaign for hockey. I, no. You know, one of the things, if you've listened to this podcast, my, my stance on hockey is just for the people who love it. It's great. I don't care if you don't like it. Yeah, Seth and I have a separate podcast where we campaign specifically for hockey, but that is not the Bavada at Odds podcast. Um, <laughs> NBA, NBA still, uh, it's it's about a four to one, maybe three and a half to one bet wow. disparity compared to NHL. But I, I will say, looking at this season versus last, that NHL is starting to close the gap a little bit. I do think uh, ESPN carrying a good deal of the games does help its access, right? Uh, in the past, we had versions of NBC I don't know, Versus is even still a network in the United States. But, uh, you know, so the coverage, uh, you know, TNT as well showing uh, the NHL. Um, all this stuff, uh, just making it easier for people to consume it uh, recreationally is a boon for the sport. I mean, we, we see what Netflix did for Formula One. Uh, it's access for people. It's the ability to turn on their TV and, oh, God, this is on. And it's entertaining as hell. So we are seeing the NHL kind of bridge the gap a little bit uh, compared to NBA. Uh, I will say when it comes to some of the curious betting we've seen because of all these blowouts, we have a margin of victory prop that we offer for every NBA game. And so you can pick, you know, three to five points, seven to nine, whatever. Uh, but it caps out at 21 plus, And we might have to adjust that for next season because 21 plus on either side became one of the most popular prop bets last two weeks of the NBA playoffs with players just betting on this 25 to 40 to one uh, payout that it would be a blowout of 21 or more points. So players uh, have definitely been reacting to uh, how, you know, uninteresting a lot of these games have been in the fourth quarter with at least taking a shot at a really good payday if it hit. And uh, for some players, it did hit at least uh, three or four times in the last couple of weeks. It's uh, crazy. Uh, so at least players have been able to profit off of some very unwatchable fourth quarters in which you otherwise wouldn't pay attention. Uh, Al Michaels, uh, you know, will famously call out the over-under in the fourth quarter of NFL games when it's officially over. And uh, I do like to think that uh, sports betting and specifically some of the stuff that we have available at Bavada is part of the reason that's keeping people entertained in these games late when otherwise the outcome of simply who's going to win, who's going to lose is otherwise long decided. No, it is. Uh, there's, there's no secret about that. Um, like I said, Good, good games are good games. You know, the, the Heat Celtics was a, a good example. I mean, the series, yep. you know, went seven games. Great. Uh, wonderful. Yep. Uh, the last game was, was, was thrilling, but um, I, I think it was, it was uh, Boston was up by one with five minutes to go. And then the Celtics went on a 10 0 run. <laughs> it was mm-hmm. just like, what? <laughs> yeah, I just, it, this is not at NBA versus NHL. It's just, you can see what's good and what hasn't been good. And if the NBA has a great final, look next week, we'll do the podcast. The finals won't be over unless it's a sweep. The the finals will not be over. Right? No, even then, because I think uh, we're we're Thursday, Sunday, and then game three is Wednesday. So there's a good deal. So it would come out for game three. Okay. So there'll be a couple of games. If they're clown games, we won't, we're not going to say anything. You know what I mean? I if, if they're bad games, that's a bad deal. Yep. No, I, I, I hope it's good. I mean, this is, this is where, you know, you grind it out for 82 games. I'm not a big fan of the NBA regular season. We've clowned on the first round of the NBA playoffs before where a lot of teams are participating that have no chance of even sniffing a title. Um, 
But you know what? The chips are down now. The two best teams that have toughed it out and really slugged it out through the last few weeks, uh, they deserve to be there. Uh, the Celtics finished 51-31. They were no slouches. They won the Atlantic Division. Uh, I think we're going to see some good basketball. I think that short series price is indicative of what could be a slugfest and what hopefully is a slugfest. Uh, inevitably, there's probably going to be one game that's a bit of a blowout. That's just how these things work. I hope it's just one. I, ho- I, I hope it's not even that one. But uh, you know, I'm going to be cautiously optimistic, Seth, and say we're going to get some pretty good basketball over the next week and a half. Well, you hope so, and you just you, you hope it, it 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 matches the hype. There's plenty and, of hype, but and uh, if and if not, just uh, you know emotionally just call or psychologically, it what, how you see it. That's all I'm asking. Just say yeah. what what. Tell me what you see, and don't don't fake it. And you well, know, the numbers we, we, don't we, lie. We call it the emotional hedge, Seth. And if you're worried that these games are going to stink, I tell you what. Before each game starts, put 10 bucks on the Celtics by 21 or more. Put 10 bucks on Gold State, 21 or more. If you get that fourth quarter blowout, uh, at least you'll get a, about a 40 to 1 payoff. Right. <laughs> That's exactly right. Um, yeah. What can we say about the French Open? I know the matchups are going on. The finals are this weekend. Yeah, it's uh, qu- quite the tournament underway. I love the clay court season. I love the contrast between, you know, we have Wimbledon and grass underway. We have the hard court season coming up later in the summer. It is fascinating the chess matches that take place on these various surfaces. Djokovic did close as the favorite in the French Open, which a lot of people were very interested to see considering uh, a bit of a layoff. He obviously had uh, his issues with the Australian Open and the Australian authorities there. And uh, depending on where he was trying to play tennis the last two or three months, he would have been running into various... Uh, I guess, COVID restrictions, vaccination restrictions, whatever the case that led to kind of like a topsy-turvy training to get into this. But, uh, well, it, it, it is nice to have watched this tournament with far less drama than the Australian Open so far. Uh, it is cool to see guys like Nadal play at such a high level. Uh, these guys seemingly ageless, Seth. And, uh, we, you know, we were talking about this before, but it really, it makes me feel a little bit younger. As long as Nadal and Djokovic and to some extent Federer are still out there doing this, then I think uh, maybe there's hope for Pat Morrow just yet. <laughs> well, let's just say their, their conditioning is just a little better than yours. <laughs> See, but I was, uh, I was a thousand meters above sea level when I was in Costa Rica. I wasn't doing anything uh, too strenuous when I was there, but I was there. And if I continue to do that, which is why I'm going to go back in August, who knows, maybe I can uh, be up on their level one day. Maybe not a tennis, maybe it's something else. <laughs> I used to live in uh, Denver, Colorado. And, you, uh, you know, it's 5,000 feet over, above sea level. And anytime I would mm-hmm. talk to friends, either, you know, old college friends or high school, you know, people from, from back home, they would say, you live in Colorado. Oh, wow. What, what's the oxygen like? Like, is, is it hard to breathe up there? I said only when you work out. <laughs> so I did the conversion because I'm a Canadian. And so I was only 3,300 feet above sea level. So you had me beat in Denver, Colorado. But uh, no, 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 I did but, but, the- but my, only, my only stance is, yeah, if you run, it's hard to breathe. Don't run. Don't worry about it. They took me uh, hiking up a volcano while I was down there. And uh, I honestly thought they were trying to kill me, Seth. Uh, you know, it was just, you know, they confirmed that I did have a return ticket and I, I did make my way down. But, oh, every step at that elevation, I was just lifting my leg. What? Oh, Pat, we can take a break whenever you want. No, I'm fine. No, I'm fine. <laughs> oh, God. But uh, no, I always enjoy that time down here. Nice to, back to, be, nice to be back in Montreal, though, where I'm a current. Uh, hold on. Let me check my watch. My watch can tell me this. I am two feet above sea level right now. Two feet. Ah, 
Ah, oh, that feels good. In, <laughs> out. Ah, oh, just like a pro. <laughs> Next step, U.S. Open. <laughs> That'll do it for the Bavada at Odds podcast. Thanks for listening. Make sure you go to BavadaSportsbook.com to place your latest bets. And uh, we will talk to you next week. Have a good week, folks.